Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. Welcome back, everybody, as we cruise into our third hour Numero Trace of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast Channel 6 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today is Saturday, December 2, 2023. Jenny is here as well at the news desk. I am present. Yes, yes. And you can be with us at uh, if you want to call 603-250-6007. The studio line is open, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media at Matt Connerton. You can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at uh, 603 603- Two five zero six zero zero seven, and uh, I think uh, Jeff Pagari uh, from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, is on the line. Jeff, is that you? That is me. Correct, Matt. Wait, can I, have a, can I ask you a question before we get to the biggest news? About why are you guys moving to Saturday? Everybody's wondering. Uh, yeah, just a, a little bit of a change in content strategy, and uh, it could change again in the future. We shall see, but. Uh, got a lot okay. to do. Got a well, lot to do during the week. So <laughs> for right now, this is a little easier. <laughs> okay. Before I get to my big news class here, another quick question. The Frank Sinatra show. How do I get to listen to it? Because, Matt, I am a big Sinatra fan. Oh, the new. How do you what? Get... How do you get to listen to what? The Frank Sinatra show is actually going to be airing on Sunday, Jenny. The Frank Sinatra show? I'm not. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a special that uh, Jenny doesn't know about. By the way, by the by the way, by the way, Matt. Yes. By the way, Matt and Jenny today, 
at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live. J- JP and IB are going to go live and out on Matt Carlton today. IB, is that Isaac Banks? Yes. Also known as... We're going to be going live and out of you guys today. We're going to be going live for two, four hours of Christmas fun and... Uh, Excellent! Wow! Uh, uh, all right. Hashtag. Uh, and I love you guys. Um, by, by the way, by the way, happy holidays, and hopefully everybody's been good because Santa, because JP and IB are looking at the Christmas list, oh. including Matt Carlton's Christmas list. Yes, got you. Yes, got you. I I suspected as much. Much love back at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have a good day, and I will call them next week. Happy holiday, you guys! And we, excuse me, me, excuse me, me and Isaac, me and Isaac, love you guys so. Keep it up. All right. We appreciate uh, all the support. Thank you. Happy holidays to you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> all righty. Uh, well, very nice. Uh, nice to hear from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Checking in. Hashtag, I say to you. Uh, 603. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. 603-250-6007 <laughs> is the studio line if you'd like to chime in. Uh, 603-250-6007. Uh, before we uh, get into uh, my my favorite uh, duo uh, uh, splitting up, uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, musical duo, we should uh, mention, too, just uh, a few events coming up. Well, for one thing, we've got The Miracle on Elm Street. Yes. Uh, uh, the morning show is going to be uh, broadcasting live, I believe, uh, from Bonfire. Yep. And uh, I think uh, now starting that's, at four p.m. I believe starting at four p.m. and uh, we'll uh, we'll be there. Uh, you're donating a uh, beautiful painting. I'm going to try and make some hollow to donate with it to sweeten the pot. Excellent. Maybe even some cinnamon apple hollow. Oh, very nice. I always very make nice. it around Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I'm donating a, uh, a free uh, online or in, in person if they're in the area uh, hypnosis session. Yep. Yep. So um, lots of great toys coming in. People, oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's still plenty of time to donate. You can drop your gifts off here at the station at 1045 Elm Street, Suite 300. Uh, probably the easiest thing um, is to uh, uh, just uh, bring, which I, I in the past, a lot of people oh, have brought yes. gifts uh, That's true. Right, uh, right to Bonfire. Yeah, you can come um, down, say hi to everybody on the day. So that'll be that's Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday, uh, starting at four o'clock at the bonfire. Yes, yes. Um, so please, uh, you know, it's a, a great event, uh, an annual event that uh, uh, Peter White and uh, Maddie uh, Cushane uh, and everything benefits Manchester kiddos. A lot of lot of other uh, great people are involved, like Jeff Nyan, and uh, and yeah, and the the city really comes together to uh, to support kids. Uh, Right here in the Queen City. Make sure they have toys for uh, for uh, the holidays. Don't forget so. the older kids too, mm. teenagers. They, lots of great things to get teenagers. Yep. And we're always looking for older kids stuff too. Yeah. So uh, so that's coming up. That is yep. uh, this week. That's on Wednesday. And then uh, we also have we're going to be attending an event at the art studio. Yes. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to it. This is my new favorite place. I think. Yeah. I didn't know it existed, and now that I do, I'm in love. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago now, right? Yeah. We, we went to a show there. at. I'm trying to get the flyer to open it's on the, my— It's uh, the uh, Mosaic Art Collective right here in the Queen City. Yes. Um, which it's, I, it's right above the Palace Theater. It's amazing. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. artwork. There's some artist studios in there. Uh, we went to a, a lovely concert, and I had a blast. And then we're going to be going back. Oh, I found the uh, okay. The flyer uh, loaded on my computer. Yeah, yep. so that's going to be on uh, Friday. Oh, that's um, yeah, it's a little that's ways the one off. That, there's two different times you can go. 
Yeah, it's uh, Friday, December 15th. Uh, we're going to the noon uh, event because uh, yep. I, I, but when you uh, showed it to me, my first impulse was to say, oh, let's go to the 530. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's Friday. We don't know how long it's going to be. And of course, I have Retrospectrum Radio with Paul E.C. But yeah, this will be very interesting. So what this is, and it's a subject that we'll be talking about. I don't know that we'll necessarily have time to get to it today in any depth, but at some point we'll be getting into this on the show. Uh, Artificial Intelligence in Art, a discussion Friday, December 15th, uh, there's one at noon and one at 530 at the Mosaic Art Collective, Suite 201 at 66 Hanover Street, uh, right here in Manchester. And um, part really? of... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I like the um, the title, if you look at the, the imagery, uh, AI and Art, Revolutionizing Creativity or Threatening Authenticity. Yes. I'm very interested to talk about this subject. By the way, uh, coincidentally, last night, um, you had, you had gone to bed, but I was, uh, up late working on, on something and I was trying to, um, uh, uh, Dolly, uh, three, uh, which is, uh, the new, uh, open AI image generator or the newest, uh, version of it. I was trying to get it to create a new logo for something. I won't say for what, but, um, and, uh, boy, it was failing me, uh, horribly. Oh boy. <laughs> maybe, maybe the prompts I was, if you know anything about AI, maybe the prompts I was using weren't, uh, specific enough, but like I was trying to get it to create a logo for something and there's specific verbiage, there's specific verbiage that needs to go into the logo. And it was like, it kept missing letters and it oh. was very strange. What is it called? Uh, Dolly three. Dolly three. This like, is like the artist I'm... Dolly, uh, D-A-L-L-E three. It's it, it. You have to pay for it if you use it through chat GPT, but you can use the Bing chat to access it for free. Oh. And I guess this is Bing's way of trying to get people to use Bing instead of Google or something with good luck. But um, so there's a way that you can access it for free that I found. And I was trying to use it last night to create a logo for something. And uh, it couldn't even get... It, it it was just a it was a, a total fail, so. Well, it, it's new technology. That's what's going to be, you know. Yes, yes, but um, but it's it's interesting to uh, well, anyway, it's something we'll obviously be talking a lot about in the coming days, coming weeks, perhaps the coming years on the show as it affects uh, everything having to do with you know the music Seriously. industry and uh, but I I do use it. I do use you know I love the Chat GPT. I know you do. You finally uh, used it uh, recently. Only for, for something. your benefit. That's right. That's I, right. I abhor it otherwise. I like to um, as a writer. I will not use it for right, myself. Right. But you wanted something, so you got it. I like to ask Chat GPT questions like, um, you know, sometimes I use it in my work to help me, uh, you know, if I need something written quickly. But also, I like to ask it questions like, you know, uh, what exactly is your plan to uh, uh, completely take over and destroy humanity? Did it tell you when it, the Terminators are coming? It does not. It says uh, that it? it it responds uh, that is classified. No, it actually, I, I don't I don't really ask it those questions. I'm afraid to. I'll tell you what, though. When I was using Dolly 3 in the Bing chat, I'd, I'd, I'd type a prompt, you know, asking it to create a logo, and then it would create it. It would do something that completely unusable, and then when I would ask it again, 
and I would, you know, try to be more specific about what I was asking for, it kind of got a little bit snarky with me. Really? And I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this. This is not a bit. It got a little bit snarky. It would say things like, I already did that, but if you want me to try again, I can, or something like that. But it was, it was talking back to me a little bit. It, <laughs> it really was. It was saying things like, I already did that for you. It was wow. actually saying things like that. And I'm like, what? This, uh... Uh, maybe because I'm using the free version through Bing, but it had a little bit of an attitude with me. No, that surprised way. me. Like, like hmm. I, 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 I'm not kidding. It really did do that, and I was a little taken aback. I was like, I don't think I like your tone there, uh, Dolly get, Three. Does it get to know you, or is it? It's just starting well, over every time. I, is it getting to know you? Uh, well, it does learn uh, in theory, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I I don't want it to get to know me if it's going to be rude to me like that. I ask it for <laughs> something and it does it wrong. And then uh, it tells me, well, I already did that for you. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm asking you to do it again, but do it correctly. Ooh, I did you type that? No, I did not. I wonder what would have happened if you had. Uh, then it'll probably uh, like an animated middle finger will appear or something. I don't know. It, it, You'll it, be banned. I, I don't know. I don't know what the consequence is of uh, fighting with it. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I shan't uh, <laughs> try to argue with uh, the AI because I don't want it to kill me. I, I might be the first one it kills when it does decide to uh, turn on humanity and destroy us. It's uh, like, uh, we're going to get that Matt Connerton guy first because he kept insisting that we do the same thing over and over because he didn't like what we did the first time. Uh, no satisfying that one. Uh, so once it becomes sentient, uh, I'm going to be the first to go. Um, but that's a, that's another subject we have to, uh, Oh, Oh, I knew, oh, there, then, I knew there was another event yep, we wanted to mention. I was going to remind we, uh, you. Yes. The, uh, the uh, drag, uh, trivia, Yes. Uh, Thursday night at the Hop Knot. And um, we will be there. We will. We will. So come down and say hello. It starts uh, Thursday, December 7 at uh, 7 p.m. Are you ready for this, folks? Matt is going to play bingo. He has agreed he will play bingo. Drag bingo. Did I say <laughs> Did I say drag bingo or did I say drag trivia? I'm not sure I, I said. I think you said trivia, actually. It's not trivia. They it's usually, bingo. right, that's right. They usually have trivia on Thursday night, but, uh, but they're I doing think, a uh, bingo special. They're, they're doing a, yeah. So next week, Thursday. So uh, with uh, Coco Bean uh, Reigns, Coco Bean Reigns and uh, Cordelia Rose. Yes. Uh, we'll be there. There will be prizes. There is a $10 cover, 21 plus. And Jenny and I will be there. So come on down and say hello. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I got to play drag bingo once before, and I had a blast. So oh, I'm yes. looking forward to doing it again. Yes. yes. It, it's a hoot. It's a good time. You certainly will have some laughter. Yes. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I like it. I like the laughter. I like the joking. I like taking a break away from the world. Yes. And I am really looking forward to this. And the pretzels ain't bad either. Seriously, I was looking. Oh, mm. all right. I'm thinking maybe we got to get the pizza pretzel. Oh, yes. Or maybe get you the pizza pretzel. That's my favorite. Oh, That's I'm, my I'm favorite. Not, I, I'm, I don't know. I might just skip the food and go straight for the dessert pretzels because no. I was looking at some of those. Oh, my God. I'll um, have to spend the next, like, month going to the gym every day, but uh, <laughs> they look so good. Yep. So that'll Chocolate, be uh, creamy. That'll be Thursday night. Um, mm. Melanie in the chat room says, ha, 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 Skynet going to kill us all no matter what you do. Oh. We know, we know. We're just trying to, you know, hang in for the long road. That's right. That's hang in right. There as long as possible, maybe they'll they'll skip us. Yes. As long as Matt stops making the the chat GPT and the other 
AI programs mad. I mean, you're going to put a big target on them. I know. So stop it. I wish I they don't get snarky with me. I wish I had saved that somewhere. It really, I, I was, I was taken aback. I, it's like I already did that for you. It's like, yeah, you're, you're. Pretty soon, it's just going to be like the soup Nazi. No AI for you. Get out. That would be horrible. <clears throat> I don't want to be left. I don't. I don't want to be left behind. Oh boy. Oh, um, well, that's another story. 603-250-6007-603-250-6007 is a studio line. All right, we have to talk about it. I've, um, well, I wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, I want to read you a quote, and I want you to tell me who wrote it. Okay. His behavior has become adversarial and aggressive instead of professional and courteous. I do know who said that. Who said that? The great Daryl Hall. Correct. Ding, 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 and what ding, I, ding. But what I is shocking to me is who he said it about. Yeah, that's the hard part. The great John Oates. This took me by surprise. Like, I didn't see this coming in any way, shape, or form. I thought they were still touring together. Yeah, they uh, apparently they last toured in 2021, I think. I honestly didn't realize that they'd gone there. <sighs> yeah. This is bizarre. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know... Watching this happen with, uh, of course, uh, Daryl Hall versus John Oates. It's not Daryl Hall and John Oates anymore. It's Daryl Hall versus John Oates. Yes. You know, it's it's reading reading this uh, and reading these articles and these quotes of them sniping at each other. It's like uh, some of you might relate to this. It's like to me, it's like uh, lying in bed at night and hearing my parents argue. <laughs> you know, for those of you who've experienced that when you're a kid, oh, how, how how awful that is. Right? It's like it feels like that. Ah, this Paul is... went forward and said, it appears to me that John Oates' intent has become to burden and harass me without regard to my interests as he, as excuse me, as his business partner or the interest of WOE. WOE, of course, is uh, Whole Oats. Is it Enterprises? Enterprises. Yes, yes, Whole Oats. Yes. Because they had an album, Hall & Oates had an album named uh, Whole Oats, which... Uh, that was very early uh, in their career, and they uh, chose that title with uh, no apparent sense of uh, cringe. It was clever. No, it's yes, not it's clever. clever. As a uh, lifelong fan of Daryl Hall and John Oates, I am almost as horrified uh, at the fact that there exists an album called Whole Oats as I am at the fact that they are getting this, what Daryl Hall has termed a global divorce. Global, because the whole world is talking about this. And uh, it's very upsetting. They should have called it Hollows. Ha ha. Just oh. like one word. Hollows. Why? Stop. Because I thought it was funny. Oh, I did. You're a brat. I think Whole Oats is clever. I don't. I do. Uh, now, uh, so part of what is so surprising about, well, okay, I've been paying attention to uh to a, a this is not let me put it this way the fact that there's some sort of issue between them uh which there clearly is and and it seems to be business based a, a professional business disagreement that seems to have uh become personal but there's there's much that we still don't know but the fact that there is any issue at all is not completely surprising to me, and I'll tell you why. And I haven't. Uh, I'm gonna just make a, some observations that um, I've heard other people sort of hint at, but nothing. I'm gonna go a little uh, deeper uh, on this. 
because uh, hopefully you're all as fascinated by the uh, drama of Daryl Hall and John Oates as I am. Um, There's a word for that the youth have now. That the youth has? Yeah. Spilling the tea. Oh, spilling the tea. Well, That's I've... supposed to be gossip now. That's R- the new, right, the right. New woke mo- or not woke. The new, what do you call it? I don't know. I, I, uh, well, I don't drink tea, but if I, if I did, I would spill it because I'm clumsy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I, I suppose this is apropos, uh, which I think the young people also say that, uh, I think I heard DJ Reckless, uh, saying that the other day, he said something about, oh, that's very apropos. <laughs> so the young, the young, that. the young people say that as well, I believe. Um, I have observed over the past, hmm. Five or six years, that Daryl Hall has low key. They young people definitely say that has low key been disparaging John Oates subtly, and just a little bit here and there. Now, people who have been following this closely, everyone refers to the Bill Maher podcast, where Daryl Hall was on Club Random. This was like I don't know five six months ago. He was on Bill Maher's podcast. And Bill Maher brings up, you know, he's, he's talking to Daryl Hall about his career and, you know, whether uh, they're going to make new music or they're just going to keep touring on the hits and whatnot. And uh, Bill Maher said something to him about, um, in terms of his decision making, he said something about, well, but you have a partner. To which uh, Daryl Hall quickly replied, you think John Oates is my partner? No, he's, he's, we're, we're business partners. He's not my creative partner. And Bill Maher's reaction is like, whoa, what have I stepped in here? And Daryl Hall goes on to say that uh, they're not they're not creative partners and uh, they're they're strictly business partners. And yes, they made records together called Hall and Oates. But uh, but that doesn't mean but but even even on the records, they're very separate. And um, people are people are pointing to that. And and did at the time saying why is he why is he talking about John that way he's he's making it sound like he's basically Daryl's basically making himself sound like a solo artist and like uh, John Oates is just kind of this hanger on kind of the Andrew Ridgely to uh, Daryl's George Michael's and uh, or is it George Michael and um, you know uh, and and then he kind of cleans it up a little bit later in the podcast because Bill Maher comes back to it and says. Well, you know, when you're a fan of people, you want you want the people you like to like each other. And at that point, Daryl clarifies and he says, and keep in mind, this is before the lawsuit. Daryl says, oh, no, no, I do like John. We're friends. We're just we're not we're, we're just not creative partners like people think we are. John, went, John's really being very verbal, too. He's going out and talking to everybody. He told the Los Angeles Times, um, everything you do is just opposed against another person. Try doing that sometime. I don't want to use the word emasculating because that's male, but it takes away your individuality. I thought it was Daryl who said that. No, that was Hall. Hall. Daryl Hall. No, Hall. Right. Yeah, Daryl said that. Daryl Hall. What did I say? You, you said John Oates. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, J- J- John isn't saying as much as Daryl. Well, so Daryl is. Daryl is going. That's what I meant. Daryl is, right. is. He's talking to everybody. I got Pre- well, that's, from everybody that's, here. That's pre-lawsuit, yeah. So Daryl, well, that's what I mean, though. Daryl, for a while now, for about five or six years, has been trying to kind of distance himself. And I have a theory about this. Uh, and and I found um, I found a podcast that Daryl was on. This was a while ago. This was a couple of years ago. I found a podcast interview that, because, you know, neither of these guys really do a ton of interviews. But I found one from a number of years ago where Daryl kind of strongly implied 
that uh, that some of those songs that are credited where both he and John are credited as songwriters, it was really mostly Daryl and that they were never creative equals and that it's more of a 90, 10 partnership. So he's been kind of disparaging John for a while. Um, My understanding is that the, the big thing about this, this is all about creative control over their names, their music, things of that nature. But prior to this lawsuit, Oates already sold a good chunk of his. They both did together. So, so there's a third they, party They already that sold owns. off part of their publishing. So in in It's this company, prim, Primary Hall, Wave. I think Hall is afraid that if Oates sells his to this third party, now some third party has uh, controlling ownership over their entire catalog, their name, their everything. Well, not only that, but according to Daryl Hall's attorneys, um, part of what is in their their uh, business agreement is there's a, a, a confidentiality. He, he, in other words, Daryl is claiming that John violated this confidentiality agreement by showing the business agreement that they have within Whole Oats Enterprises. It's hard for me to even say that Whole Oats. Uh, the, 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 I think by, it's not. By showing their agreement to Primary Wave. Because you're not supposed to do that. So uh, you're not supposed to do that without Hall approving it. And neither of them can do that without the other approving it, which seems to be why the judge has gone ahead and put a pause on the sale. Um, but but Daryl, the, the thing about Daryl is I, I have long held a uh, a theory Especially when I noticed Daryl, I noticed something. Geez, I noticed this years and years ago. In fact, there is an album. I think it's "Do It for Love," which was the last full-length studio album of all original material that Hall and Oates has ever put out. And I remember looking. Geez, this must have been. This was like 15 years ago. It's been a long time since they put out an original because Daryl has said they don't have anything to say to, together creatively. They've put out solo albums. But the last studio album they put out, you know, I love to look at liner notes. If it's an artist that I'm really interested in, and like I said, I'm a big fan. And I remember looking at the liner notes, and there's a section where, you know, Daryl thanks, you know, you'll see that in albums. Daryl thanks these people, and John thanks these people. And I notice in the section where it says Daryl thanks, he says um, something like, I want to thank my musical team. And then he and then he lists off all these these names. And I noticed I remember thinking, that's interesting. I want to thank my musical team and not yeah. our musical team. That's a good point. And I remember noticing that. And um and I think if you looked at the part where John thanks everybody, he actually mentions Daryl. <laughs> but it's like Daryl never mentions John. My longstanding theory has been that uh and forgive the pop psychology here, but I think Daryl resents i think he resents john oates because i think daryl likes to think of himself as a solo artist um i think that's part of why he started live at daryl's house which is a great series i I love you know i can i can get lost in watching those online um but i think that i think that daryl has always seen himself that way and i think he kind of resents you know when he does when he's done solo albums like i remember when i was a kid he released a solo album called three hearts and the happy ending machine uh, there's a song called Dream Time, which was the first single, which was a pretty big hit, but but not on the scale necessarily of It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of what Hall and Oates has accomplished. Hall and Oates together, they're the biggest selling duo in pop history. And I think Daryl kind of resents being tied to John in that way. That's so sad. Um, yeah, it is. But but that's my theory. Why? Because even in, in interviews, I remember um, uh, recently I saw an interview that had resurfaced from a couple of years ago where Daryl Hall is talking about Primary Wave owning the publishing on a lot of their, their material. And he refers to it as my material. He doesn't say our material. He says, I don't like I don't like this uh, company that, uh, you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but I don't like them owning all of my material. You know, it's just he, yeah. he tends to talk like that. He tends to refer to and it hasn't always been that way. Of course, back in the day, it wasn't that way. But I've noticed that over the past five or six years, he he he, he almost talks about himself, you know, unless John's name happens to come up like he's a solo artist. The other uh, thing I will say is Daryl. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Daryl Hall. Huge fan of his music uh, and the show live at Daryl's house is great and everything. But um, he has a reputation for being a little bit of a diva, whereas John Oates has a reputation for just being the salt of the earth. The only person I've ever seen say anything negative about John Oates is Daryl Hall in recent days since this uh, lawsuit was filed. Um, other than that, nobody's ever said a bad thing about John Oates. Um, I also wonder... Is there some resentment on Daryl's part because um, Daryl, if you hear him now, he can't sing like he used to. And that's fine. He's 77 years old and your voice changes. And But John Oates, if you go online, let me put it this way. If you go online and you listen to Daryl Hall singing recently, you might notice a change. He still sounds great. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the greatest singers ever. But uh, he still sounds really good. Can't take that away from him. But he, but you can tell there's a there's a change, right? But if you go online and you find a show of a recent, if you find a video of a recent John Oates show, John Oates sounds incredible. And um, <laughs> I remember finding a YouTube video of John Oates singing "Out of Touch." You know the song "Out of Touch." Yeah. Of John Oates singing it at one of his solo shows. And uh, somebody in the, uh, it was like somebody read my mind because somebody in the comments, I, I don't usually bother to look at the comments, but for some reason on that one I did. Somebody actually commented in, on the video, wow, John sings better than Daryl now. It used to be the other way around. Mm. And uh, so I wonder if if, uh, if uh, Daryl uh, resents John for that too, because John's, John's voice has clearly not diminished, whereas Daryl's has. And Hall is actually actively touring as a solo act. They both are. Yeah, they both are. Well, Oates, um, uh, Hall accuses Oates of intentionally trying to sell this stuff now to disrupt and make his life difficult. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> he, he's doing this. He's creating unnecessary. Uh, he said, uh, not to mention unnecessary expense and burden during a time when I'm in the middle of a tour through the U.S. West Coast, Japan, and Manila, Manila, and need to focus 
and perform at a top level. I believe that John Oates timed the unauthorized transaction to create the most harm to me. Respectfully, he must be stopped from this latest wrongdoing and his malicious conduct reined in once and for all. Wow. 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 Oof. No. Uh, that's hard. We think these guys went to college together. They met at Temple University. Mm -hmm. They became a band in the 1970s. All this time, mm -hmm. they but they haven't done anything in nearly two nearly two decades. From what I've been reading up, as far as like doing anything more, it's been well. They tour. They 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 they've, they've toured no, together I mean, like a lot. No, I mean the last but... time they actually put anything out together. Yeah, was it's been nearly 20 years. Yeah, since they've done that, but. It's sad to see this long relationship devolve into this, mm -hmm. but I can't blame. I'm 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 kind of in Camp Hall here because I can't blame him for not wanting a third party to have controlling interest of his work, right? You know, of their work. Like I I can see why that would be really. <laughs> I mean, what happens if they do? Does could Hall legally be prohibited from playing music? No. No, it doesn't work that way, but but it would be the thing is when somebody else owns your publishing, the publishing rights to your music. Um and it, it's a big subject and I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I only know a little bit, but um they they decide how it's used. So, let's say whoever owns your publishing, they want to um sell your song to a car company to use in their commercial. Well, if you as the artist who wrote and recorded that song, you know, if, if you own your publishing, you have a right to, you know, do whatever you want with it. But if somebody else owns your publishing, they have a right to do whatever they want with it. Yep. Um, some of these artists who are uh, selling their publishing, Springsteen did it. Um, uh, Neil Young did it. Neil Young claimed, though, in his interview on uh, Howard Stern that when he sold off his publishing, because, you know, they're cashing out, they're getting huge sums of huge lump sums of money to sell off their publishing. Um, Neil Young claims that in his agreement, I think it was Neil Young who said this, or maybe it was David Crosby before he died, said that uh, in their agreement, they still have veto power over how their music is used, although that's not how it's supposed to work. So I wonder if that I wondered if that was true. But um, yeah, so Daryl might be concerned about how their music is going to be used. Um, and, and, uh, if if it's true that John Oates violated that confidentiality agreement, then that's a problem. Absolutely. Um, I tend to be on Team Oates, though, Team John, because, uh, well, first of all, the mustache. Oh, come on. Truly one of the great mustaches. That is mustaches. not a reason to get a no, higher up. No, listen. No. Listen, no. that is John Oates in the 80s. For you, you youngins who might not know, you'll have to go back and look. <laughs> go to Google Images, type in John Oates. He had a mustache. That rivaled Tom Selleck. Uh, who else? Uh, it is a very Wil nice Wil Wilford Brimley. Mustache. Sorry. Yes, yes. But it is not a reason. I do not believe. And it inspired. Leg up. And it inspired a cartoon, Jay Stash. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I, Come this, on, for real? No, for real. There's uh, if you if you go on YouTube and look up Jay Stash, it's really funny. Stop it! It's, no, uh, is it just the stash, or is or is he involved? Is it his body? It's a whole thing. You gotta you gotta see mustache. it. It's really funny when you get Come a chance. On. Go on YouTube and look up Jay Stash cartoon. Stop. It's really funny. It's really funny. Who um, did that? 
Yeah, it was it was a whole thing, and he was involved in it. He he provided the voice for really? it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like 15 years ago, maybe. It didn't go anywhere though, unfortunately. But uh, no, I mean, just on just based on reputation, I mean, uh, uh, you know, John sounds like the much nicer person, just generally. Um, I do find it hard to believe that he's uh, doing any of this out of malice to Daryl Hall. But again, I mean, legally, if he's not supposed to share any confidential business information with primary wave, and he did that, uh, then, uh, you know, it's hard not to be on uh, team Daryl, I suppose. But, um, Daryl does have a rep for being a bit of a, a diva. Um, I wonder, did he, I mean, did he, did he have like a first right of refusal or anything like that? You know what I mean? Like, was there yeah. any effort to let him buy his himself instead of selling it to the third party? Yeah. I don't know. That would make sense to me. Like first, uh, hey, buddy, do you want it? You know, I'll sell it to you. I don't want it anymore. I want the money. I'll sell it to you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that we still don't know, but more details keep uh, trickling out. What we do know is their their relationship feels like it's irrevocably. They've lost that love and feeling. Yes. Whoa, that love and feeling. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite Daryl Hall and John Oates song? Uh, you know, it kind of changes. I mean, I think probably out of touch is the one that I've listened to the most over the course of my life. I love family man, which, uh, at one point was, uh, famously banned here at WMNH. Yeah. Yeah. Peter did that. P- Peter White. Uh, he not a family, not man. a, not a fan of family man. I'll tell you, it was a whole thing. You know what I reg- we had a lot of uh, long long time listeners might know about that. It's a lot to it's a lot to explain. It was a whole bit that we it was one of those bits that sort of enveloped both this show and the morning show and we yeah. had a lot of fun with it. It was a number of years ago now. But um <laughs> my one regret about that, I wish that it all happened around April 1st of that year because I would have loved to have come in as an April Fools joke come in to do my show <laughs> and just play family man for 2 hours. I think that would have been hilarious but the the timing of it didn't work out. It wasn't uh it wasn't during the month of April or uh, or going into April that that all happened, Oops. but we had a lot of fun the the famous uh, family man saga. Um but uh <coughs> the other thing about this is um I remember within the last year reading an interview with John Oates before all of this happened, where somebody asked him about, you know, do you guys ever fight? Do you guys ever argue and disagree over anything? And he said, and Daryl Hall had said this too in the past, that the two of them in their five decades of working together had never had an actual argument. Um, How can they be so distant now then? I know. Like if they were, I don't buy it. Come on. Oh, that they'd never had an argument? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had disagreements, but but yeah, they they both claimed that they'd never like actually yelled at each other or stormed out of the studio or slamming oh, doors or oh, anything no, like see, that. I could see that. I could see that. But it's just it stinks that they're so far apart from one another now. And then what happens if it is allowed to be sold to the third party? Does that mean that third party will have the control over everything? Because it's not it. This is their name, their logo, their music. It's everything about them yeah yeah uh geez you know what's really sad too is is this how they want to go out i mean yeah yeah. i mean just on a you know putting everything else aside just on a human level i mean daryl hall is 77 years old john oates is 75 
And this is how it's gonna She's doing it from 1970. This is how it's gonna end. 2023. God, that that part is heartbreaking Lawsuit. to me. It is horrible. It is horrible. You know, all that success, the biggest selling duo of all time, and this is how it's gonna end. And they like the nice guys in music, right? They're the guys that you'd want to go listen to and relax and have fun and joke around. They were the happy guys. Yeah. It's hard to see these two, like, happy guys not so happy. Because, you know, watching them growing up, their music, I mean, it was it was always good music. It was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to kill some. It's, it was always good music, happy music, you know, loving music. And they always seem to be those those people. It's hard to see them in this really negative, nasty light. Yeah. Where they're just at each other's throats, trying to hurt each other, basically. Yeah. Maybe they stayed together too long. Maybe. And grew to resent each other. Those people do that, relationships. I've had, I had a relationship too long. So, yeah, you, you, you sent me an article here from grunge.com oh, I goofed, about, yeah. about this. And, uh, well, or actually, you also put it in the chat room, and I clicked it, and and just kind of scrolling down. Yeah, yeah this th one just came out. This article I just sent you from Grunge. This yeah, literally just came out within the few hours. So it, it talks a lot about their career and whatnot. But then it, it, it scrolling down to the part where it talks about what's happened recently. It says here, uh, Daryl Hall also seemed to resent, and that's the word that I used. I think he resents John Oates. He seemed to resent what his partnership with John Oates represented. Uh, he told the L.A. Times, quote, everything you do is juxtaposed against another person. Try doing that sometime. I don't want to use the word emasculating because that's male, but it takes away your individuality, unquote. Hall's annoyance at his lack of individuality could be why he hasn't worked together musically with Oates for a long time. He once again mentioned Oates on an episode of Club Random with Bill Maher. That's what I was talking about earlier, saying, quote, he is my business partner. He's not my creative partner. We made records called Hall and Oates together, but we've always been very separate. And that's a really important thing for me, unquote. Oates additionally clarified that the pair aren't close anymore. In 2023, he told The Big Takeover, quote, I think we have both grown apart professionally and personally. I think we both want to do something else, unquote. Then, in November 2023, Hall filed the lawsuit against Oates, as reported. Uh, uh, the uh, lawsuit uh, falls under the contract debt category, uh, and uh, it says no further details have been released, but obviously some things have there come out now. There is a TRO. There is a temporary restraining order oh, yeah. preventing the sale from occurring. Yeah, that was a weird thing, too, because when this story first broke, everybody was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody was like... He got a restraining order against John Oates. Does he, does he think John Oates is going to come beat him up? And I, I, I remember reading that and thinking, no, I, I think the restraining, or, you, you know, restraining order legally. I mean, I'm not a legal expert, but it, it has other applications. Like you're trying to prevent somebody from doing something, which is exactly what this restraining order is about. Trying to prevent John Oates from completing this, uh, what has been deemed an unauthorized transaction. Most people don't hear that term unless right. it's in regards to some kind of violence, domestic violence or something like right, that. Right, right, exactly. You necessarily, you know, but it, it applies in a lot of places. Yeah. But yeah, he, so he cannot, they cannot go forward with the sale until this is resolved in court or until the uh, judge says to heck with it and lifts the restraining order. But I don't see that happening. I think this is going to be a long, drawn-out court battle. Um, which is sad to say, but I think that's exactly what we're what we're looking at. 
But uh, it's funny, too, with the restraining order thing. And like I said, I, I kind of sensed that everyone was taking that the wrong way. Um, but I also remember, too, uh, th just coincidentally, um, this was from I'd, I'd seen the clip on YouTube. This would have been from, geez, I don't know, at least 15 years ago. But uh, Daryl Hall, uh, he was a, a guest on the Howard Stern show. And um, you you know how Howard is. He's always trying oh, to yeah. trying to find the dirt and always trying to be a little provocative. And he was uh, asking Daryl, "Well, how come how come uh, your partner's not here with you today? Uh, you don't like him, do you? I bet you guys argue all the time, right? Because you're the talented one, and he's just kind of the hanger on. And and at that time, though, Daryl was like sticking up for John, and he was like, "Oh, John's written a lot of our hit songs, but um, but John uh, uh, Daryl also made a comment. Oh, because." Howard asks Daryl, but you could take him in a, in a fight, right? You know, you're taller, so you've got reach on him. You could take him in a fight. And uh, Daryl says something about, well, you know, John was a wrestler in college. He was on the wrestling team. He could probably uh, kick my ass. <laughs> so I just, so I thought of that when I first saw about the restraining order. It's like, oh, maybe Daryl really is afraid of John Oates, but no, no. I would be afraid of the mustache because that could be a sentient uh, being, uh, much like AI could be someday. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, the whole thing is just uh, just very sad, very sad. It is, it is. but it, I mean, it's a huge issue. It's it's a lifetime of work, mm -hmm. a ginormous catalog. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaac Banks uh, says in the chat room uh, that uh, his favorite song is "Private Eyes" by uh, by Hall and Oates. Yes. What I mean, do you think? Do you? Uh, there's uh, someone that claims to have a list here of Daryl Hall's five favorite Hall and Oates songs. Think you oh. can get one? Think you can guess? Well, I don't know if Daryl feels this way, but I've heard John Oates say in multiple interviews. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It was Daryl who said this. So uh, She's Gone has to be on the list because Daryl has said in interviews that that is the best song that he and John Oates ever wrote together is is uh, She's Gone. First, first one on the list was She's Gone. Yeah, yep. yeah. You want to take a stab at any of the others? Um, Four more. What what else? Uh, uh, his favorite? Uh, yeah, it's hard. You gotta guess his favorite. Wait for me, maybe. Nope. Because he likes to really milk that one when they do it live. Um, oh God, I I can't go for that. Nope. Um, I don't know. I give up. It's it. They've got so much. So it's, the the winning are uh, the winning songs are one on one. Okay. Uh, you make my dreams. Yeah. Every time you go away. Mm-hmm. Sarah smiles. Sarah smile. Yeah. Sarah smile. Smile. Sorry, I pluralized yeah. it. And then she's gone. Those were the five songs listed as Daryl Hall's favorite Holland Oates songs. Ah. Does that surprise you? Uh, no. Um. No. Uh. Every time you go away. By the way, uh, for anyone who doesn't remember that song, um, you might uh remember Paul Young's version of it. Paul Young in the 80s did a cover of that and had a huge hit. But that was actually a, a Hall & Oates uh, song originally. Um, and they're, I don't, did they ever actually record their, yeah, they must have recorded their version. But there's also a live version. They also did it when they did um, the uh, Live at the Apollo. They performed that live. And uh, I prefer, uh, I prefer Daryl uh, singing it. Uh, Isaac Banks uh, says in the chat room, my favorite song is I can't go for that. No can do by Hall and Oates. His uh, he keeps changing his mind. He, I said, he said it was something else. He said yeah. He said before it was Private Eyes. Mm. 
I wonder about this company, Primary Wave. Like, how many catalogs do they own? It makes <clears> you wonder. Probably quite a few. What kind of a collection they've got going? Yeah. I, um. Yeah, it's big business. I'm curious. I wonder if I can find out any more about them. But a lot of these artists are cashing out and uh, just uh, selling off their publishing. Oh, um, boy. They also own Ray Charles, Bob Marley, Whitney Hughes, Burt Batarak, Smokey Robertson, and The Four Seasons, to name a few. Yeah. Since 2016, apparently. they Yeah, they're out there. Well, it's a very lucrative part of music that doesn't get talked about at much publicly. Yeah, is all the royalty and the right side of it. Well, you know what the most uh, infamous uh, in the in modern uh, musical history. You know what the most infamous example is, right? Of of somebody purchasing somebody's publishing. Prince. What do you mean? Prince, when he when he changed his name. Oh no. No no no. When somebody purchasing the rights, the publishing rights to somebody else's music. When Michael Jackson bought the Beatles. You got it. Aha. Yep. Yep, and who owns that now? Because Michael passed away. Do his kids own it, or did they sell it? I wonder if— They might have sold it. I wonder it. I who don't know. has the— Yeah, because he literally went up against um, it ruined Paul their, McCarthy. It, ru it ruined their friendship. Yeah, Paul McCarthy wanted to buy the rights to his own music, Yep. and Michael Jackson outbid him. Yep. Was it, wasn't it it a Sotheby's or something? It, I, was some, it was some kind of auction, yeah. Yeah, well, yep. because— Hi, you bet you didn't think I'd guess it. Huh. Yeah, uh— Paul Mc, Paul McCartney was uh, very bitter <laughs> over that because you he think? because he thought he, he thought Michael Jackson was kidding. You know they had had a hit song with uh, "Say Say Say" and didn't they do? Didn't they have two hit songs together that they did? Um, but uh, Paul McCartney talks about a conversation he had had with Michael Jackson, where Michael Jackson said told him he was going to buy he was going to buy his songs he was going to buy the the publishing of the Beatles, and McCartney thought he was kidding, and then it happened. And uh, I think that I, I don't I don't know if they ever spoke to each other again. <laughs> well, I, I I I wouldn't want to. Yeah, like, Dude, McCartney you're supposed was... to be my buddy. How do you how do you buy my music out from under me? That's crazy. It, it is. It's crazy. But I, you know, companies like Primary Wave, cat, they're getting quite the catalog. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I like artists owning their own stuff, you know. But yeah, but if they want to sell it and cash to sell out, it, yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think John Oates is saying, hey, I'm going to cash out, you know. I mean, again, these guys are, you know. It's not like he's going to pass it down. You know what I mean? Like, well. Well, yeah, no, he could. I mean. Could. No. Um, but it's not like there's going to be any more creativity coming out of it, I think, is where I'm kind of trying to go from. Yeah. It's like, you know, when these guys are gone, it's gone. It's over. It doesn't continue. So maybe he just wants to put a put a period in it and walk away. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame Hall for being worried about somebody else having the right to sure. you know, do sell chicken to their music. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to think of what uh, what Hall and Oates song would go well in a KFC ad, but I, uh, nothing comes to mind. Uh, I can't go for that. No, because no, because they, you they they want you to buy their they chicken. They want you to go for it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. I won't go for it. Maybe I uh, wait for me. You think? Yeah, yeah because uh, you know if you're saying, "Oh, you're going to KFC? Wait for me. Wait for me, please. I want some of that fried chicken." No, 
No? No. I can't sing it like Daryl Hall does. Of course, Daryl Hall can't sing it like Daryl Hall does either (laughs) anymore. But John Oates can, and Daryl resents that. Apparently. Mm -hmm. A great deal. Mm -hmm. There'll be more to come out of these two. I suspect that this is not going to be a quickly resolved issue. I see this being an ugly, long court battle. Yeah, it's very sad. It comes out with no winners. Very sad. It's a shame. Come on, can't we all get get along? Kumbaya moment. Well, dang it. There's our uh, dang it. There's our eulogy for the great uh, Daryl Hall team of Daryl Hall and John Oates. All right, we got to uh, Oates. Uh, ah, you love it. I don't, you love it. I don't. Hall Oates bothers me. It's the worst Rolls album. Right off the top. Worst album title ever. It's their company name too. By the way, you, have you ever noticed some of their albums? It it they they don't even say. Some of them say Daryl Hall and John Oates. Some of them don't. Some of them say Daryl Hall, John Oates. Without I, the and? Without the and. I wonder if that's oh, Daryl's doing. Oh, maybe nope. that was when the split started. You nope. should figure out when that was. What year did they drop the and? Well, it, or did they ever use the and again afterwards? It, 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 it came and went. Like, I'm looking at the cover of H2O, and uh, it just says Daryl Hall, John Oates, but that was an early one, because we are going to close with uh, Family Man. Which oh, was, I, uh, I, I'm looking at the same cover. Which was... Uh, on the oh, no, wait uh, a H2O album. There's another one that has a plus sign. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm looking at the cover of the single for Family Man. It just says Daryl Hall, John Oates. There's no and or plus or Is anything. Is that the one that has like the yellow and <clears throat> red star behind it? There's no star, but I don't know. Any, anyway, well, we, 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 it doesn't matter. It's we, flat. We got to go. Okay. We, we are out of time. Thank <laughs> you, Jenny. Do you want to uh, plug your uh, website? Oh, sure. You want to check out what I'm up to or check out any of my paintings, go to jencoffee.com. J-E-N-N-C-O-F-F-E-Y.com, where I also publish my illuminating articles. Yes. And uh, thank you again to Glittertooth uh, for coming in. They're great. That was fantastic. They're uh, great. And if you think you know somebody that we should know about, drop us a line. Always um, looking for other artists from all walks of life. Yes. And uh, thank you again to our friend Eric Pilcher for another great classic film review. And if you you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, we will see you uh, next Saturday. And uh, don't forget this Wednesday, coming right up, a miracle on Elm Street at the bonfire. And uh, uh, the morning show uh, will be, uh, I think they're, they're doing... I don't know how long they're going to be live there, but they'll be there. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, you should go down and say hi to the guys. Absolutely. You know, bring a, an unwrapped toy or, or gift for a child to have here in Manchester. Everything they're doing is staying right here in the Queen City, helping out kiddos locally. So please help out. Please donate. And we hope to see you at the bonfire next Wednesday. All right. And uh, we're out. We'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.